In the Fuzzy Memories podcast, we celebrate the good, the rad, and the fugly of the 80s and 90s. We're three latchkey kids who made it out alive. And in each episode, we break down all the culture that popped one year at a time. Whether it's the birth of legends. I'm Lyme disease free today and I have Whitney Houston and MTV to thank. (laughs) Or audacious moves. Imagine also the the poor Golden Gate Bridge. You turn 75 and people have a party on you. I don't want that. Or even confusing PSAs. In the stop, drop, and roll. I mean, we would, I assume as an adult, I would catch on fire weekly. All the time! (laughs) We've got a take that will make you laugh. We've also got thoughts on all sorts of random phenomena and the most unmitigated of golf. Why sharks can't be trusted, people can't be trusted, and rivers can't be trusted. (laughs) It's collusion. It's of the highest degree! Uh Uh-huh. You were counseling me to start my remarks with, first of all, bitch. <laughs> that one, everyone in that room would have snapped to attention. It's going to be basically coffee lids, shark revenge, and then maybe like Matt gets. <laughs> we need to do something about him. Join us every other Wednesday to celebrate the hits, the misses, and the misfits of the weirdest decades. If I could tell my 14-year-old self from 1990 that I would be eating in a cheesecake factory in, in Beverly, Beverly Hills, I'd be like, we did it. We, we did it, Joe. We did it. <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Fuzzy Memories on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. Welcome to Broads and Books, the podcast with one unique theme, four handpicked book recommendations, and two broads. I'm Erin. And I'm Amy. And this is episode number 42, Gifts Gone Bad. So bad. So bad. So our picks could either be terrible gifts that someone received like or gave, actual gifts. Actual gifts. Yeah. Or skills and abilities yes. gone wrong. Yes. So much Like wrong. when you think you're really good at something and then it, it it's used to a terrible terrible conclusion terrible end or yeah. someone else's skills someone and abilities yeah. nefarious purposes i wouldn't know any of this because i don't think i have enough of these gifts you have for them to gone bad excel spreadsheet someone did that <laughs> <laughs> i forgot about that one yeah yeah, yeah that one for you sure could. yeah i yeah. mean that could be i mean funny. i have oh I definitely okay. have okay. Yeah, yeah okay well don't you, know. you remember me calling you and be like i excelled someone to death you gotta help me clean it up. oh yeah i thought we were gonna talk about that on air <laughs> whoops yeah it was great, though. It was very satisfying to bury the spreadsheets with the body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice little calling card, if mm-hmm. you will. Printed them out, all nice. All good killers have yeah. one. <laughs> Wonder what my name would be if I was literally killing people with Excel spreadsheets and then leaving them at the crime scene. How the hell did we get on this, by the way? I don't know. Okay. Hmm. I'll have to come up with a name for that. Yeah. Because that is solid it. gold. It is. It's everything about that. Oh, boy. Yeah. But in the meantime... I got a question for you, Erin. Yeah. Can you remember a time that your abilities or skills went terribly wrong for you? Yes. Oh, let's hear it. I'm going to hearken back to grade school. Oh, (laughs) think back. 
<laughs> think back to grade school. Back and back and back and back and back to yeah. grade school. Okay. And I took great joy in reading with emphasis mm. and voices. Yeah, you I did. I love to read out loud. Oh. Okay. But I didn't realize that sometimes maybe you shouldn't show these things <laughs> everywhere. So I remember that it first happened with this teacher that I had in second grade. She had this sheet of stickers that had the biggest, most metallic rainbow sticker I have ever seen in my oh, life. And you were like, I want that I need sticker. that sticker. Yes. And she said that whoever read the best out loud that oh, day, we God. were doing like a story, was getting the sticker. And I was like, that is mine. <laughs> Don't even try. I gave it everything my second grade body had. Yeah, you did. Short of acting it out. I mean, I got into it. Do you think you it. were like up in your seat? Oh, like you yeah. couldn't even sit down? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that I exhibited a lot of weird behavior yes. during that reading. Mm-hmm. But I nailed it. Yeah, you did. And that sticker was mine. Ugh. Uh-huh. But then, oh. for the rest of the year, whenever class was a little slow or, you know, people weren't volunteering, I was just like the automatic person she called on to read. And so then I <laughs> felt like I always had to be at the height of attention because I didn't know when it was going to happen. And I'd have to start in again. And then you, how do you top that performance? Oh, you always God. have to be at that peak level. You're right. It's exhausting. You're like an Olympic runner trying to recreate yes. her record-breaking moments. And I loved reading time, but then I started to get kind of panicky. Aww. Like, oh, God, what are we reading again? Are there other voices? There's only one. I can't do any other voices, okay? Oh, no, you got stage fright. Yeah. No, there was only one in the reading, so I couldn't make it sound oh. varied at all. It wasn't ever me. I didn't oh, get no, 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 no. Not you. You were ready to go at it was any just moment. exhausting yeah, to keep yeah. up that level of performance sure. all through second grade. Man. Don't think I didn't make that same mistake in third grade because it did. <laughs> what do you want to bet your second grade teacher still has like a, a picture of you on the wall or something as Probably. our super gold star reader? Yeah, I hope so. Spangly star. Either that or she was just like, remember that kid? And then she was like, <laughs> so nice to have one in class because I didn't have to make anybody else read. Could just be like, do it. It's almost lunchtime. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she was like that kid. Mm-hmm. That kid. Well, I mean, she was older too, and I thought she was magical because her husband randomly would come in. Which now, when I look back, I realize he was retired. So he would like come in for lunch and stuff with her, bring her stuff, uh-huh. and he made all these like wood things for her room. And I just thought I was like, "That's relationship goals." Like yeah. I don't know what else I could want besides being a second grade teacher and having my husband bring in wood crafted items. You've had a number of these relationship <laughs> goals, period. People, you had the teacher that taught Latin, and there were also yes. beekeepers. Yeah, they sounded like relationship right? goals. Right. Yeah. See, that's all I wanted. <laughs> I had one of those where like my maybe 10th or 11th grade government teacher, uh, his, her, his partner was the editor of the Des Moines Register at the time. <gasps> they were like, these people are famous. That's they amazing. They are full on celebrities. At some point I got to go over to their house for some reason. It was like a party, Ooh. but it was like an adult party. I had no idea how to behave. So I remember... <laughs> remember like it was a uh, sort of south of grand if you uh-huh. know, you know oh, yeah. that neighborhood uh-huh. so i remember just like somehow getting dropped off or something and just like looking at the house looking all the houses around and like this i don't know where i what is this like this is rich people and <laughs> this is like fancy people so then i blocked the party out i don't remember I just a damn thing you in their living room you just flailing your hands like, i don't know i don't know what am i doing are my hands moving? is this right is this right this is so amazing <laughs> Maybe I did. Like I said, I blocked it out. Hey, I don't know. Yeah. And in this day and age, I would hope that you would have taken a lot of pictures if you had a cell phone oh, camera. God, yeah. yeah. I would have taken 
oh, I would have been, you know, stalking territory yeah. with pictures. Yeah. That's sure. amazing that you got to go there. How nice. Yeah. He had your number. Mm-hmm. He was like, I got this. This yep. is going to make her day. Yeah. And it did. And it did. And I remember well it 25-ish it years later. As well it should. So I imagine that if you had been in that class with me, I could kind of picture your face mm-hmm. every time that I went into reading. Like, so, Aaron, yeah, why are you why? doing that? Stop it. But have you ever been annoyed by someone else's gifts or talents? All of the time. <laughs> all the time. I mean, beyond my immediate friend circle where, you right. know, all of you annoy me regularly with your multifaceted skills and talents. But I'm thinking on like, you know, the level of the multi-hyphenate, like Justin Timberlake, Beyonce, yeah. all of them where they can do, they can sing, they can dance, they can act, they can run philanthropies, they can like, I don't know, write books and yeah. crap. Yes. They write their own projects and they direct and yeah, what is going on with that? It's really annoying. Let alone everyone we talked about in our utility players episode where they were something else before they came to be writers. Yes. I mean, Angie Kim. Right. She's had like six careers before she became a writer. And a really good writer. Yeah. It's yeah. really annoying. Yeah. And I'm, I guarantee she was really good at all those jobs, too. I know. She was wonderful at Not it. one of those people that's just like job hopping because they can't find their skill. Mm-mm. It's like, no, I'm just so good at everything. I'm so good at everything. That I'm just going to try it all. And I want to do everything. Yeah. Yeah. No. You're annoying. Yeah. Super annoying. That is. Yeah. You're right. I agree. I mean, I still love Angie Kim. Well, but yeah. It's, it's she's really, amazing. Yeah. yeah. But. <gasps> it, yeah. Aaron. Mm-hmm. We're talking about gifts and, and skills sort of simultaneously, but thinking about actual gifts. Mm-hmm. What's the worst actual gift you've ever received? <laughs> All right. Uh, so this person um, made a big deal of giving me this gift. Ooh, okay. This it wasn't wrapped. Oh. But so that I think that they hid it and I had to find it. And no, I think that no. was part of like the, okay, you know, yep. allure or whatever. And then it was a gift card to a clothing store that I don't normally shop at, but it was like a large amount. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Thank you. So I went to the clothing store and I picked out items, like tried everything. This is a big deal for me, if you don't know me, like to go yeah, to the store, a, try yeah. on all these items, decide on them, take them to the Sounds counter. Sounds like your worst nightmare. To find out that there was no money on the gift card. What? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's like they took the gift card. And then never put any money on it. You know, like you can buy them at like Walgreens and stuff. Yeah. I have to assume that they, yeah. They just thought they were getting a $200 gift card for $2 or something. Yeah. I don't even think that they thought that. I think they did it on purpose. Because when I brought it up to this person, they were like, huh. Like they never said, oh no, I have the receipt. Like if someone said that to me and I bought them a gift card, I'd be like, oh no, 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 no. I spent the money on it. I'm getting that money. Uh You know? No. There was just sort of like this. So I don't know if they thought I'd never use it because I don't normally. This okay. Every aspect of this is so weird. Yeah. Will Will you share who it is, or yeah. is that too much? No, it was my brother Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and it was hidden in the couch cushion. <laughs> He's like, "Ready for your present? You're sitting on it." <laughs> I was like, "What? This is so bizarre on mm-hmm. so many levels." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was yeah. the store that the gift certificate was for? Um, Express. Okay. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So mm-hmm. it was a lot for me to go in there and try on things, find things. Oh, you know, there's a lot of people it's, that came up to me. It's kind of intimidating in that store. It was like a bad yeah. video game. I was like deflecting all the <laughs> cashiers the whole time. You can't like, see because this is a no, podcast. No, I don't want a slim like... print shirt. I want a normal shirt. 
No, I've already been helped. <laughs> she's like throwing hands like she's yeah. in football or something. What do you mean they're tailored to my butt? I don't want that. <laughs> oh, do you have socks? <laughs> load up on socks so when you found out there was no money Mm -hmm. what was the reaction on your face as well as the person behind the counter i was like are you sure it was this very weird back and forth and then i felt super i bought them all with my own money (gasps) oh no yeah i just felt so weird about the whole thing i i couldn't i i don't know I just had this weird, <laughs> like, I think because I worked in retail at a mall, I didn't want to be For the sure. story of the season, like this lady who was rude to all of us. And yep. then, you know, so I just was like, oh, that's weird. And then I just paid for it. <laughs> and then on the I was on the way home. I was just like, you, it's something oh. that he would totally do. And like as a prank possibly, but then, oh, yeah. Prank gone too far. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. This is a wonderful story though. Yeah. He, yeah. Mike's had money on it. He gave Mike a gift card, too. His had money on it. (laughs) Not Aaron, though. This is also the brother, though, that pretend stalked me for a period of time. What? Yeah, I was getting, like, these really, like, crazy letters in the mail. And that, like, would name specific behaviors of mine. And I was like, what is happening? Oh, my God. Yeah, and at, like, the third or fourth one... I was like, I didn't know what to do. So I talked to my parents. I was like, I don't know if I should call the police or what. Like, they're getting mailed to my home. Like, I was, this was post college. And my dad's like, I think you need to talk to your brother. I was like, why? He's not going to be helpful in this situation. He's like, maybe you should talk to him. So the parents knew? They had just found out. Oh my God. And so then, yeah, I confronted him. And another time he convinced me. Because he worked at a car dealership for a period of time, so he had access to license plates that people abandoned. He sealed them in DOT wrapping, resealed them, <laughs> sent them in the mail, and said that I was breaking a federal law because my car was registered in another state but and also registered in Iowa. That I had double registered my car, which was against federal law, blah, 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 blah. It said it all in the letter. There was a number to call, like a customer service number that went to a DOT line. And there was plates in there. And I called the customer service line. I was like, what is happening? I didn't register my car in Minnesota. And I had a very confusing conversation with a lady on the phone that was like, this isn't even the right. I don't. I can't help you with that. You need to go downtown. And then I thought, okay, wait a minute. Sure enough. He oh made the letter. God. He resealed the DOT with a hairdryer. Like resealed the Your packaging. Your brother is nefarious Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this was all in the name of pranks yes it was always pranks yeah it's kind of like a new girl Mm -hmm. when winston like he can't he either pranks way too small (laughs) or or way way too big yep that's your brother that is yeah it was very wow Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the best prank that i ever came up with to prank him back was that he hated the song live in la vida loca (laughs) one time i got the cd of it just the single and i put it in his car and i turned it his car volume all the way up so when he got in the car it was just blasting living la vida loca that's pretty great it is but it's not that great not in yeah, comparison but- to empty gift card dot yeah i but- was stalked <laughs> but here's the thing you were at optimal prank level yeah he was at like scary illegal prank level yeah it, i mean i almost went to the terrifying yeah. yeah yeah oh my god and one of the things that he specifically pointed out was Cheetos Puffs, which I was in a hard Cheetos Puffs face. Like I was eating them all the time. And I was like, how did he know I was eating Cheeto Puffs? 
what? Oh, yeah. And he was mailing them from another city. I forgot to tell you that part. What? He was mailing them to a friend who lived in like Waterloo, Cedar Falls, and they were putting them in the mail. What reaction was he hoping from this? I don't know. <laughs> because uh, how could he not understand? You're like, I'm going to call the freaking cops. And I was talking to him about it. Like, oh, I was showing him, and I'm like, this is insane. Like, I don't know what's happening. Like, the first couple, I just was like, whatever. I don't know why I didn't think that was a big deal, but... I'm glad my brothers don't listen to this podcast, because they'd get some real bad ideas. It was it was a sweaty, sweaty time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean... Okay, clothing store. Told you that. What's the worst gift you've received? Okay, well, I've never been, you know, prank stalked or mm-hmm. given a gift card with no money, but I have a Friendsgiving uh, gift that was pretty great. Um, it was a big bottle of Hawkeye vodka with just a maybe a shot level left in it at the bottom, <laughs> along with a hunk of bread. <laughs> like it was supposed to be part of a meal or something. Oh. I don't know, but there was a bite taken out of the bread and there was a <laughs> shot level of vodka. That was from Michael and Heath. That's amazing. Then an actual like gift, not even a Friendsgiving prank type gift. When I was maybe in junior high, I got a gold LeMay sweatsuit from one of my grandmas. And I was not the only one. I think they were the gift that she was giving everyone that year. So I think my mom got one that was maybe strawberry colored, but still LeMay, still sweatsuit. Um, <laughs> is there photographic evidence of this? Cause no. No? And I just looked through a bunch of family pictures at Thanksgiving and I could not find it anywhere. Because I was going to ask for that for Christmas. I know. Dang it. Yeah. I think immediately we as a family just decided to burn everything. Burn the evidence of it. That's, burn the actual gift. That is a good reaction. Good but now it lives on in infamy. Mm-hmm. So I really want to see it. Yeah. I wish that I had it. Wow. I don't. Okay. Well. Disappointing, I know. It is. Because I think that sounds like the best gift ever. <laughs> it was something. I don't know if it was the best. But, oh, oh, boy. Wow. Okay. So thinking about gifts gone bad. Yeah. And books that relate to this. My fiction book is called The Power by mm. Naomi Alderman from 2017. Did you read this, Erin? No, but it's on my list. Okay. So I've heard amazing things. It's really interesting and intense. So okay. out of nowhere... For no reason that anyone knows, teenage girls suddenly get this gift. They get this power. And they have this sort of electricity moving through their body, and they can wield it as they want. So many of them, they're in situations that we all recognize. They use this sudden gift to fight off the men hurting them. Great. Sounds awesome. Uh So there's Allie, who uses her power to kill her foster father, And runs away. And then she becomes sort of like a religious um, saint icon type person. There's Roxy, who's the daughter of a London crime boss. There's Margot, who's a politician who sets up camps for women to learn how to use this power. And there's a man named Tunde, a man who is a journalist that covers this around the world. So these are the main characters. So it all sounds great. And even the author... I saw this interview with her. She says this was sort of gratifying to write. She says, quote, if I could go and give to women being sex trafficked right now today in some dirty basement waiting to be raped, if I could go and give them the power to electrocute people at will, even knowing this might end badly, I would give it to them. 
Yes. Yeah. However, it does go badly uh. because women suddenly have power and just like men, power can corrupt. Mm. So this isn't like a nice feminist utopia. No. It's a chilling picture of what happens when anyone has too much power. So there's lots of killing. There's lots of assault. There's all sorts of violence that comes when power is unequal. Mm-hmm. And there's a quote that says, like, one of them says, why did they do it? And the other answers, because they could. That's the only answer there ever is. It's a super fascinating book. And it's kind of cool because it's framed in this really cool way. It's like a historical document um, from the past of this new regime where women have all the power. Mm -hmm. And it's being turned into a series for Amazon. It so, is? Yeah. So oh, it could be really that. intense. I just saw that when I was oh. researching this week. Yeah. Oh it was gosh, just I bought. Get on it and read it. I know. I think it was bought in early of this year, 2019, okay. and maybe planned for next year. Ooh. Could be real intense. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Gifts gone bad. Gifts gone bad. I still kind of want electrocuting fingernails yeah. and tips. Anything. I want to electrocute the shit out of some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Podcat beware. <laughs> wants it in her hands. I don't know that. Oh, yeah. She's even afraid to be in here right now. Yeah. She's she like, could tell I was thinking about this power. Yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm going to go use my gifts on something. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Use it on any mice that you find because you haven't been doing that lately. Oh, no. Yeah. She's been letting them run amok. Yeah. There was one that I found near her litter box that she was just like, hey, cool. Hang out, mouse. That's fine. Maybe they're friends then, apparently. Maybe they are. It's oh. like a Tom and Jerry situation. Mm-hmm. But they neglected to tell me that a mouse had moved in and become best friends with my cat. <sighs> That's breaking the lease, I think. It is. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, not getting her security deposit back. No, That's for absolutely sure. not. No. no. It's like that episode of New Girl 2 when they're hiding that there's another person yes. in there. <laughs> Ooh, we've got a New Girl theme this yeah, week we so far. All I right. Like great. great. Great, great, great. All right. Well, my fiction pick this week is called Him, Her, Him Again, The End of Him. Whoa. Yeah. By Patricia Marks. So Patricia Marks uh, was a writer for SNL. Um, This book in particular was her fiction debut, and it is hilarious. It's great. It's a We follow the narrator, um, who's also kind of an unlikely heroine, you know, like you want to like her and you feel bad for her, but you also kind of hate her sometimes Um, through the book as she and she becomes fixated slash obsessed with her first boyfriend that she has in college. And so we're following her through her undergrad and then grad. And then she was supposed to be working on her doctorate. We're following her through all these stages of life. And she's still obsessed with the same guy. So time's moving on. Other things are happening, but we're still seeing her story framed through kind of what he's up to and how this has made her life kind of stop in its tracks. So, The whole thing would be kind of pathetic if it wasn't so funny. And (laughs) honestly, if the ending didn't end the way that it did, it would also, but it's great. Um, And the other characters, her friends, her family that come in and out completely make the story because it they're just the things that they add to it and the layers that they add. That's kind of how you find out what's going on in her life, what she's up to. It's phenomenal. Um, The ending is really super weird and great and exactly what you want it to be in this book. 
But there's also this element of her writing that makes you wonder if you're perceiving the story correctly. Like, mm-hmm. are you the delusional one? Like, is there more to her boyfriend than what I'm seeing? Is he really this bad? Is it her the whole time that is, you know, taking all these things the wrong way? Uh-huh. So in that way, the way that it's written, it works so perfectly with the humor and the situation. Because the further you get into it, the more and more you doubt both the boyfriend and her. You're not sure who is telling the truth or which side mm. you should be taking. Um. This is one of my favorite quotes in the book. I love narcissists even more than they love themselves. You don't have to buoy them up. They are their own razzle-dazzle show, and you are the blessed, favored with a front row seat. (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So I – and she – that's what's great about the book, too. She has all these fantastic one-liners. Like, she's a very deep thinker, the narrator is, and so some of the stuff she comes up with and adds to the story is great. Um, and then when I was doing research or prep for this episode, I found that she wrote another book called, why don't you write my eulogy now so I can correct it? <laughs> a mother's suggestions, <laughs> which I feel like I have to read because that title's amazing. That title's wonderful. Yes. Yeah. So it is, I picked it for this theme because the narrator's very, very talented. She's an incredibly gifted, um, writer. She's a very gifted thinker. She's should be going very far. She should be working on her doctorate. But instead of using that perspective on the world or society or creating something useful, she took all that energy and perspective and put it on this relationship. Huh. So little introspection gone terribly awry. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of now want you to read the other book, but also ask that your children write your eulogy so oh. you can correct them. God. Can you imagine right now what that would consist of? It'd be pretty funny, I think. I think so, yeah. But it would be, yeah. I wonder which stories they would pick about you. Yeah, I don't... That's Maybe Zach would talk about how when you come down the stairs, you throw things <laughs> and you're going to fall. I told you that collectively they've all decided that they're not going to startle me anymore because they're afraid I'm going to fall down the stairs again. So now when Zach comes out of his room, he'll like pause to make sure I'm not around because I startle very easily. So then he he said sometimes he can hear me approaching the stairs and he won't come out of his room because he knows he's going to startle me and he's afraid I'll tumble all the way down. I mean, it's it's kind of wonderful. You've trained your children yes. without meaning to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind that you don't want me to crack my melon. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> it also shows they're paying attention. Yeah. They know start- you. Yeah. She startles easy and she's prone to falling. Yeah. This is a bad situation. And they love you because they don't want to startle you. Yeah. That is true. Mm-hmm. If that ever shifts and they try to startle you, you'll know that there's been a change in the relationship. Last night, Mason yelled from his room... Why do you get to sleep with dad and I have no one? And I said, well, I'm married to dad and you're our child. Uh-huh. Like, And you're right there. You really have no one. I can hear you from your bed. Yeah, Hence, yeah, yeah. we're yelling at each mm-hmm. other. And he said, well, fine, but dad's disgusting and he smells. <laughs> I guess he was calling into question my decision making. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I'm guessing that his eulogy would have something to do with my choice of yeah. not letting him sleep in the bed. I was gonna say i think he's lashing out because he wants to sleep with that's Dad. what it is yeah he's and... pointing out that he smells apparently like a tulip and, yeah which is not true but oh, yeah god does any boy that age smell like a tulip does any kid no that's like, a good point i always have a faint syrup smell <laughs> like, <laughs> even if you haven't had pancakes for weeks 
You're like, where? Syrup and sweat? Yeah. What's that? <laughs> Sweet. What'd you get into? It smells like syrup. <laughs> Just been pouring it all over yourself? Yeah. What, you. what are you up to? And also, why, where is this food on your face? You literally just woke up. Oh you haven't eaten God. anything. How is there this much stuff on your face? Seems like kids defy physics in a lot of ways. So much physics defying. Wow. Yeah. Talk about gifts gone bad. No kidding. Magicians they are. <laughs> I tell you. <ya. laughs> With the ability to just cut right down at you. Yeah. Make you question your choices and your spouse. And sometimes their ability to just wear you down. Yeah. Like, I can only tell you to have a cheese stick so many times before I just give in and say, fine, eat the Doritos. I don't <laughs> care. And he knows that. Yeah. So he keeps. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's filing that in a way in the old noggin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in his mind, they both have cheese. So <laughs> when? Yeah. What's the difference, really? <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, okay. So on the, you know, idea of gifts. Yes. Gone bad. Other genre pick. I've got The Martian Chronicles by Ray Bradbury. Nice. This is both a story collection and a graphic novel. They've done both. Double. The story collection was originally published in 1949. So you have to think of that when you're reading this, that this is a future that he's projecting from 1949. So right right after World War II, right before the post-war boom, before we really get into space. Like this is before we've even launched satellites. And this is before, you know, we obviously get on the moon. So he's thinking about space exploration and specifically living on Mars. Um. Like I said, it's a series of stories, each focusing on our, humankind's, repeated attempts to reach and settle on Mars. Because we view this as our gift. This is our, um, you know, other home that we're going to make because we've kind of effed up the one back home. That doesn't sound real life at all. Yeah, yeah. So this is set in the early 2000s. So I'm choosing this. Like I said, we're picturing Mars as sort of a gift for humans, like a treat. And it's a way for us to start over. And of course, the gift goes real bad. There's a story about astronauts landing on Mars and finding the Martians think that they're lunatics and lock them up in insane asylums. There's a story about astronauts landing on Mars and finding their hometowns and people who are long dead. There's stories about the colonies the astronauts set up and how they replicate all the good and bad of American towns. Like there's diners and there's trucks and there's proms and all that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, on Earth, there's also stories of what happens when humans realize they can leave this planet. All sorts of war starts erupting. So together, these stories tell the history of Mars exploration. It is... I have loved this for a long time, and I try and think of, like, ways to describe it. It's heartbreaking. It's sad. It's funny as hell. Um, And even though it was written many, many, many years ago, you find a lot that is still relevant, that is still very true about humanity. Um, It's scary. It kind of haunts me, honestly, Mm. when I read it. And Ray Bradbury, Ray Bradbury is just a killer story tale. Stellar. Jeez, I cannot talk it's today. Okay. You love it so much. You I love it so much. I got tongue tied. Okay. Okay. He tells stories it real good. Gone bad. You love it so much. <laughs> you can't speak. So, like I said, the vision is outdated. It doesn't come true, but it's also very familiar still. And honestly, what's great is that this is a very visual story collection. You can see what's happening. You can see what's in the minds of the astronauts. You can Mm -hmm. even see this planet that we've obviously never really seen. Um, And that's what's cool about the graphic novel, too, is it's kind of translating that into a visual form. So whichever way you want to experience it, you have two options. That's awesome. That's my gift 
to you and it won't go bad. Were you Boom. so excited when you found out it was in a graphic novel? Like you loved it before that. And then you were like, I need, wow. Mm-hmm. It's just made my day. Mm-hmm. Can't even but imagine. then because I had read it so many times, <gasps> I kept the story collection, but I'm like, you know what? This isn't matching what I have in my head. Oh, it's kind of like, you know, when you have a book movie, you love yes. and then in the movie. Speaking of gifts gone bad. Yes. Yeah. It's like so exciting that they put it in a different form and then yes. you're like, no. So what I advise is either pick one, pick the story collection okay. or pick the graphic novel. Either way, you're going to get the thing. But yeah. Interesting. I, yeah. Wow. I liked the pictures in my head. Yeah. Better. They're poorly drawn, <laughs> but I don't care. I want to see you do the graphic novel. Of the Marshall Chronicles. It's going to be we'll a lot of stick figures. Put it up with that one. Yeah. A lot of stick figures, a lot of um, cursing. Oh, well, it's fine. Both in thought bubbles and in my head. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Well, for my nonfiction pick this week, I picked American Fire. Love, Arson, and Life in a Vanishing Land by Monica Hesse. And this was published a couple years ago. Um, It got a a bit of buzz. Uh, She's originally a Washington Post reporter. um, And there was this five-month arson spree in rural Virginia in this small town. And it was completely taxing their fire department because it's volunteer. So the amount of time it takes for them to get to the trucks, get to the fire, and effectively put it out when they also all work other jobs and they're up 24 hours trying to fight these fires and it would, it like wouldn't stop. They couldn't figure out who's doing it. And initially at first they weren't sure it was arson. And then it became very clear that these were all related and it was arson. So in the meantime, it turns out that this guy named Charlie Smith, who lives in this area, pled guilty to 67 counts of arson. And everybody was a little stunned because everybody knew him. And everybody was like, there's no way he would never do that. I've known him since he was little. I've known his parents. You know, everybody had a story about Charlie Smith and they just couldn't quite get there. And so she drives to the county to cover the trial and kind of finds a whole different story underneath the surface. Um and what she finds out is that maybe the girlfriend was a little more involved than people Ooh. thought. So he wasn't really lighting the fires on his own. He was lighting them with his girlfriend, Tanya Bundick. And it, this whole arson spree came out of this very passionate, dangerous shift in their relationship. And so she weaves together the story, the whole history of the crime spree and the history of the arson, and then these two people in this very intense relationship and how it kind of bubbled out into this other thing. And I picked it for this theme because it's this gift of like this wonderful, loving relationship that Charlie thought he finally found and this passion that seemed made out of the movies. You know, this is great. This is how you're supposed to feel like I'm all in with this person. Can't imagine it being any better. Even though people on the outside were kind of like, whoa, you know, slow down a little he was like full speed ahead um, and thought this was the best thing that ever happened to him to the point that he was willing to do anything to keep the relationship. And on the flip side, you have Tanya who they tell her story and you can recognize a lot of the things that she was struggling with and dealing with. And she had all these great gifts that sort of went unnoticed in this small town that she could never really live up to her potential. So 
it's kind of her story too of having these great gifts and not being able to use them, getting worn down by you know poverty, uh, geography, circumstance, all of those things that worked against her. And it's just a really gripping, interesting way to tell a true. I mean, essentially, it's a wow. true true crime because mm-hmm. it's taking you through that, but. It's so much more. To me, it's really a story about a relationship that has a true crime element, to be honest. But I loved it. I thought the writing was phenomenal. Uh, it's the way she weaves everything in was done expertly. And you feel it's very complete and satisfying. I mean, you get the whole story. But it's really just, you know, this gift of a relationship that... Gone bad. Set on fire, if you will. <laughs> That sounds really fascinating. I yeah. love that idea of a relationship gone to that level. Yeah. It was it was intense. Do you think that you would ever introduce arson into your relationship with your husband? Well, I doubt it. <laughs> uh, one, I am the daughter of a former fire chief. Well, so there is that. Yeah. That. Yeah. Two, I don't. I don't get that. Mm-mm. I I just don't get up to that level of of anger about those types of things. Yeah. Like I I can't imagine just being like I'm gonna set this on fire. <laughs> like I'm I can get angry, but not you know not destructive. No, I just I don't yeah. maybe like maybe in my twenties. I don't know. You just instead <laughs> you go into the shower and have a good cry. When exactly. You need it. Yes, that's, that's so much, much more better. rewarding. Yes. Yeah, I set the shower on fire with my tears. <laughs> I love that idea, too. It's almost like a Bonnie and Clyde with arson. Yeah, it really is. And the way she tells the story, when you get into it, you're like, wait, no, it couldn't be him. What are you talking about? I mean, you're just, you feel like you're right there with her discovering all these details and information. Wow. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. And I love people like that who go, I mean, you're covering this trial and instead you're like, no, there's more to this. And you just dig in. I love that. I love the idea of that. You know, you see that in movies all the time, but I love that real life mm-hmm. people are out there doing that. I like the idea that you have a reason to, because I think we're both very naturally curious. We want to yeah. know what is going on with people, but we don't really have a job that allows right. us right. to go dig into right. them. I can't just show up in rural Virginia and be like, what's up? <laughs> Why'd you do it? I got to know. You're setting stuff on fire. Yeah. That's weird behavior. Yep. Let's chat. Maybe we need to do a sub podcast where it's all about <laughs> investigation just so that we have... The title that we can be like, listen, we're doing this for a podcast. We're investigating. It could be a bonus series. It like, could be. Rods and books investigate. Yes. Investigate everyone. I mean, it could just everyone. be. <laughs> <laughs> it could just be when we're out people watching and see, we see someone mm-hmm. with the real weird mole and we're mm-hmm. like, I want to know his story. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. That. <laughs> I, I'm all in. My mind is a buzz with possibilities. She's literally writing stuff down right now. So I this am. means we might be bringing this to you at a later date. I don't know why we wouldn't. I don't know why we wouldn't. I can think of multiple things. It could be as simple as we investigate a new restaurant all the yes. way to that murder. We're in it. <laughs> See how this gets away from me yeah, so fast? Yeah. So I think we need our listeners to, you know, give us ideas on what they want to be investigated. Yes. Yes. Oh. From, you know, yes. that that crazy mystery of do you have bodies in your basement to, you know, what's that new bar like around the corner? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. I love it. Yeah. Well, in a weird way, that leads to my pop culture pick. Oh, good. Okay. So I just listened to this like two days ago. This is a podcast. It's an original audio podcast. It's called Mother Hacker. Oh, you, re- oh, you mentioned this. Yes. Yes. Um, there are about nine episodes of about 10 to 15 minutes. So a very quick binge, very easy. 
And the star leading it is our favorite, Carrie Coon. Of the yes. leftovers of Fargo mini movies. She's goddamn delight. She is. So we don't even have to investigate nope. to tell you she we don't. is a yeah. delight. Investigation done. Done. Solved. Closed. It's closed. You're amazing. <laughs> so Carrie Coon plays a mom to two teenagers, and she has this sort of skill, this gift that makes her kids cringe. But she uses it all the time. For example, she asks her 15-year-old daughter at the very start of the first episode, if you could eat anywhere in the world for your birthday, because it's her birthday, where do you want to eat? And the kid is just like, I don't know. And then she finally says this name of this fancy new restaurant in Seattle. So Carrie Coon's character, Bridget, calls them up, pretends to be a bigwig at Google to get a table. She talks her way in and out of situations like this all the time. Bill collectors, her icky boss, she always comes up with some great lie that gets the job done until one day she gets scammed by someone who says they call her up and they say your husband who is in rehab right now OD'd is at the hospital we can't get his insurance we need twelve thousand dollars she sends the money and then realizes it was all a scam oh no when she figures out it was a scam she's super pissed yeah and her teenager the the girl is dating the school's own resident hacker so she asks this hacker how would I find out who did this to me he helps her. She shows up. And when she arrives, the hackers offer her a job. So she becomes the voice of a hacking duo. She's talking her way into getting people's information, their social security numbers, their bank accounts, their credit cards. And she's got her partner over here doing all the hacking work, getting into those accounts. And she's so good at it because she routinely lies all the time yeah. in these situations. They put her on this super high profile hack of an Amazon-like company. And things get really, really twisted really fast. I loved this so much. It was so great. I love how morally flexible <laughs> Carrie Coon's <laughs> character is and how she just loves this. Like, this is sort of like she was born for it. It's her gift. It's her talent. Oh. And now she's finally using it for some big bucks. And you start to wonder, maybe she's been doing this in other areas of her life, too which is kind of where it's leaving off. The cast is killer. Besides Carrie Coon, it's got Pedro Pascal, Rupert Friend, Alan Cumming, Katrina Link. And, I mean, I should have had you at Carrie Coon. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, That's all you need to know. That's right. Mother Hacker. Wow. Podcast. I think you would you would honestly really like it. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting in on that right now. Mm -hmm. You just have to do the end of this. I'm going to be. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as we get off the microphone, yeah. you're going to yeah. disappear into the car and just. Mm -hmm. Bye. See ya. <laughs> See ya. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, interesting. It's hmm. sort of got some similarities. Of course with my it does. Pick. Yeah. But mine is actually a movie that is on Netflix now. It's called The Laundromat. Oh, I haven't. I've seen it. It keeps trying to recommend it to me. Yes. Well, okay. you should take that recommendation. Okay. So it was released theatrically in September of 2019. It's on Netflix now for free. So there you go. Um, and it was originally going to be called The Panama Papers. And it, supposedly the, the director, producer, writer of this, they worked on it for many, 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 many years. And this tells the story of Jurgen Mozak and Ramon Fonseca, I think, that are two actual financiers that actually existed, lived, all that, um, investors and owners of their own company. But 
their company is really just a front for laundering money for other companies. Ooh. So within their company, they have like 40 CEOs of other small companies that don't actually exist, uh -huh. but it's just a way to move money. So the movie opens with them, those two talking to the camera and explaining money and the concept of money laundering, the people playing them who are Antonio Banderas and uh, Gary Oldman. Mm. And so they're kind of, and it's so clever the way that they do this opening scene and they kind of take you through the history of the evolution of money and then how we got where we are today so then they serve as the narrators for the rest of the movie at first the three stories of people who are terribly affected by their money laundering ways one of whose name is ellen who's played by meryl streep mm -hmm. and whose husband dies in an accident and she's supposed to get a payout from the insurance company of the place that the accident occurred and then that place discovers that their insurance is a scam, that they've been paying one of these fake companies. They have oh, no insurance. They have no way to do any of these payouts. And so this sends Ellen on a mission, and she's going to figure out what's going on. So it's so many fantastic actors in this. Like I said, Antonio Banderas, Meryl Streep, David Schwimmer, Sharon Stone, Gary Oldman. There's a great cameo by Will Forte and Chris Parnell. Oh, It's phenomenal. And it is so cleverly written. I That was the part that really got me. Um, the story, you know, we all probably heard money scam stories, but just the the way that they chose to do it, the the what they put on screen and the tricks that they did with the camera and it was really, really well done. Really interesting. Felt like it was 20 minutes long because you're just gripped in. Wow. I mean, I'll say the ending I felt like was maybe a little like maybe self-indulgent, mm -hmm. but the same time the rest of the movie makes up for it so spectacularly that it doesn't even matter you don't care you're like yes by that point you're on board completely and you want more so i loved it honestly it was phenomenal excellent yeah i love some gary oldman he's terrific in this love meryl so streep terrific. obviously yeah that she's great wonderful. too yeah okay well then finally i'll let netflix do what it wants you and make should. me watch it it okay. is great great it's worth it okay honestly yeah Wow. It's just, even just for the writing technique of them, those two who are the main characters that are this whole story centers on are telling their own story mm -hmm. and cutting in and out, breaking that fourth wall all the time. Love it. Did you learn enough for us to use some techniques? Uh, I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I okay. think we got a ground level. Great. I think we got a ground level. Good. Yeah. I mean, we've already thought yeah. of one new way we're expanding this podcast. Might as well. Might as well. Just start some front companies. Yeah, yeah. I watch a lot of American Greed, too, so oh, we good, could probably good, good. take yeah. some notes like, from I that. I have full faith in your business knowledge, both mm -hmm. legit and not legit, so we're going to be great. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah I mm -hmm. think so. Mm -hmm. I see no problem with starting our own criminal <laughs> enterprise. I've said that from the beginning, but... Oh, yeah. You know. We've been very clear about this yes. from the start. Yeah. Well... The good news is we'll be back next week with a normal episode. Yeah. And maybe a more fleshed out idea for Broads and Books Investigates. We maybe. don't know. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, you can head to our website, www.broadsandbooks.com, to check out all the recommendations we made in this episode and all past episodes, by the way. You bet. And at our website, you can catch up on some recent bonus material. We have been pumping out some good bonus material. Pumping it out. Pumping it out. Like a factory 
like a bellows. Like, isn't that the fire pumping thing? Yes, is that what it is? Sure. Okay, great. Yeah. You're looking at no me like idea. you have no idea. No. So I'm just all I go could think it. was okay. Henry Ford making the automated <laughs> line. That's all. That's where my mind went. Okay. So. Nothing really to do with nope. our bonus material. Nope. We're not talking about Henry Ford and nope. any of it. No. Nope. No. We've got. We had a holiday traditions remix guide that came out a couple weeks ago. So good. And if you haven't caught it, we've got a brand new bonus series where we talk to some of our favorite authors Delight. about their reading. It's out. There's more coming. Lots of big stuff. And you can find it all at our website. Or if you subscribe to us at your favorite podcast player, it gets right to you. It goes right into your podcast player. Yes. I don't know what I was going to say. I was like, are you saying feed? What do you say? I know. I was like, feed? What? Because right into your hand is what right I was going to say. Right into your head. Right through into the your earphones. ears. Yep. Right directly. To yep. It's like little earwigs giving you information. <laughs> earwigs. Yeah, wow. I know. Okay. I hate earwigs, by the way. I don't, I don't know, know what know earwigs are. You've never seen an earwig? No. What is it? Oh, it's a terrifying <laughs> bug with little chompers on the what? front. Like it's got like pinchers like this. They go like this on the this front. It's a real bug? It is a real bug. I can't believe you didn't know about earwigs. They don't oh. really come out of your ear. Okay, so, I was so going to say, know. if it has anything to do with ears, I don't want to know. No, no, no. I don't even know where it got its name, okay. but we could investigate, I guess. Oh, but I don't want to investigate no, bugs. you don't want no. to. And trust me, and when, I will tell you right now, where there's one earwig, oh, there's a lot. I am not happy the way we're ending this. I don't want to talk about it. I don't okay. want yeah. Well, <laughs> despite that little road trip into earwigs, if you like what you hear, you could leave us a review. <laughs> Airwig free review, if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> like, I wish they would stop talking about airwigs. Yeah, that'd be fine. That's fine. I'll post totally it. Fine. I don't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's honest. That's all we ask. Honesty. No, actually, that's not what I <laughs> We ask. don't ask no, for honesty. Want no, honesty. we want, want lies. Full on gushing praise. Yeah. I want Hopefully over it's not a lie. the top. We're about to commit arson. Love of our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we are going to follow their money laundering ideas. Yep. Into the future. Right off a cliff. That's, That's how much right. I love them. Yeah. Um, you know, another thing. Yeah. <laughs> another thing we could do? Yes. Theme ideas. Another thing is theme ideas. Thank yes. you for translating, Erin. Yes. Um, yeah. We want to hear from you. What themes do you want to hear about? Even if it's just a half of an idea, a quarter, a sixteenth of an idea, we can you run with something it. against an eighth. You always skip an eighth. <laughs> And I always see it on your face, and you're just like, nope, a 16th. You can go right on by. If you have an 8th, keep on trucking. 16th, bring it on in. Any other fraction but an 8th. Right. Bring it our way. And you can do that by finding us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or our website. Happy reading. I'm up again. Same night, another dream. Before trying this recording thing, I didn't remember much of anything of these dreams. I didn't remember much from any of the women. And one night of doing this, and it's broken things open. The dreams are, they're in me, and they're they are coming out of me, and... To me, I am not broken. I am the most whole, most real. Their despair. I cause their despair. I wait for the word. I wait for the word. Witch. 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 Look at the mad woman in her cage. She was a woman with holes inside her. That was the heaviest factor. The final evidence. The heart of the issue. Somehow, you understand this.
You, you, you hear me. Wherever you are, whatever this is, you... This isn't a dream journal anymore. It's not. That's just, it's just fact. <laughs> because now this is, this is some sort of record. What are these dreams? Maybe there's a better question. Who are these women? Weird Woman is a Broads and Books production. All nine episodes are available January 10th. Listen and subscribe to Weird Woman on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. That's W-Y-R-D Woman, wherever you listen to podcasts.